Welcome to His Hands, His Feet podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Camp. I've got a couple of questions for you. Do you like to hear a good story? Or maybe you are the one that at every get-together, party, or family gathering, you're the one that always tells that captivating story. Or how about in your family, do you all have stories that you tell over and over again? Because everybody likes to hear them, and in fact, they even get passed down from one generation to the next. You know, that's how people have been since the beginning of time. We just enjoy hearing stories. In fact, many, all of us really learn by hearing. And over time, yes, many people groups have developed an alphabet and a written language. However, to this day, there are still 70 to 80 percent of the people in the world who are oral preference learners. That means simply that they would prefer, even if they have a written language, they would prefer to learn by listening and hearing. Today's interview is with my good friend Brian Smith, who is the chairman of the board of directors of an organization called DeVar Partners International. And I'll let Brian explain who they are, what that their name means, and what they're about. But I'm giving you a hint by these questions, and it's simply that they are involved with the recording of audio stories, stories of God's Word. And so I'm going to let Brian get into that. So join me as I join this interview with Brian Smith. So I'm sitting here with my good friend, Brian Smith, and really been looking forward to this for many reasons. You know, one thing, Brian, I miss a lot is, for those that are listening, I was on staff as a missions pastor for about three years at the church at Canyon Creek, where Brian and I uh, became good friends at. And Brian was a part of that internal, I don't even know if we had a name for it, but it was kind of a team that would steer strategy and stuff. And so... I was constantly getting on Brian's, on your calendar, right? right. And uh, just come and just sit down and, and just talk about strategy. I miss those mm-hmm. days a those lot. Those are good days. Yeah. But I just want to say thank you and welcome. I'm excited to have you on the Very happy to be here. And uh, Brian and I have been also on, I don't know, a handful of mission trips. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's been too long for that, too. I yep. guess it's been, I hate to say how long it's been. Well, yeah. Nine years for one of the more memorable ones mm-hmm. with a little bit of excitement in the <clears throat> that village. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, we'll touch on that real quick. We were in, in a village in, in uh, China, and our main role was doing twofold, doing some prayer walking through these mm-hmm. villages and yeah. then also identifying some villages, you know, because these villages are just kind of spread out remotely, right? Right. And, and the local missionary, we would help him and those that were working with him find these villages and then hopefully find a person of peace and then Mm -hmm. we could come back and and uh, have some return visits and yeah so we're in this one village and we find this school right Mm -hmm. and so we're having a blast we're like brian's they had this stone rock ping pong pong table table. yeah Yeah. (laughs) so brian's over there just killing all these kids and they 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 like get their best player like hey 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 come over here you need to play this guy so i walk over there and he's they're just like nailing each other with the ping pong ball and then, uh, of course, basketball is huge in China. Yeah. And so me and some of the other guys are over on the basketball court, just not very far from the ping pong table, you know, shooting baskets. And, and I'm over there. This is probably what steered it the wrong way, but I'm over there <laughs> blocking all their shots and saying, Yao Ming, Yao Ming, <laughs> just blocking every shot. that Because, you know, I'm like towering over these elementary <laughs> or, you know, kids. <laughs> but they were all laughing. But then we make our way back to our van, and, mm-hmm. and when we get there, we realize and find out that it had been broken into. Right. And some things obviously taken. And 
that that short circuited that trip, didn't it? It did, and the very thing we wanted to do was fly under the radar. We didn't, and then all of a sudden there are police everywhere and English translators. It was like, oh my goodness, what have we stepped into? Yeah, this was five of us on our team yep. from from here, and yes, they they uh, interviewed. I'm doing quotations. It was more like right. an interrogation. Yeah. Each one of us separately, so it was a little intense there for a little bit. But um, and I remember we had to <clears throat> affirm our. Testimony, if you will, right. from the event yeah. by putting our fingerprint oh, that's on right. the Chinese, <laughs> and it was like, "What am I fingerprinting here?" You know, I have yeah. no idea what's oh, going man. on. So that's just one of our trips, but uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that is a memorable one. And so yeah, we need to do another one of those soon. But you know, one the main reason why I wanted Brian to sit down and talk uh, with me today is uh, Brian is involved intimately with an organization called Devar, mm-hmm. and. An incredible organization and the work that they're doing, and so I wanted uh, Brian to dig into that with us. And it's something that I think more people need to be aware of. And yeah. so I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming. It is interesting that we're sitting here today because um, yesterday was just the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, right? Right. And so, yeah. And that really feeds into what we'll talk about today. But I know that you had some notes there about just why that's so important and, and how it is sure. tied to what. We're well, we're so you know beneficial here in the, our 21st century English language experience for you know men like Martin Luther and the Protestant Reformation and how that brought to us the Word of God. And as you know, you know Martin Luther desired for every man, woman, and child to have access to the Bible in their uh, in their language in the written Word. And so he did a translation into German mm-hmm. from uh, from Latin, which had been around for over a thousand years. And so there's some great men and women who really are part of getting us our Bible today. And so we celebrate that. Uh, we have access to it. We really have a, a fully functional biblical economy in a sense that we can get many translations. We can have access to it digitally and in print. Uh, we have commentaries. And so we have amazing access. But that's not really true for the rest of the world. No, and we'll get into that a little bit here in just a second. But let's go back to the organization Devar. Uh, what exactly does that word or that name mean? Yeah, devar is a, is a familiar word. For us in Greek, we would think of the word logos or rhema, which are indications of the word of Christ as the word incarnate. Devar has all that sense mm-hmm. uh, in it uh, as a Hebrew word. And so it's really connected to the Old Testament. And we see the word manifest in so many ways. It's the word written. It's the word spoken and breathed. Mm-hmm. It's the word of God at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great name. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, you know, you're talking about, you know, because of what Martin Luther did you know, many years ago and, you know, just the economy that we have and, and access that we have to the written word and the spoken word mm-hmm. here where we live. And, that, and I think we are really, for anybody that's grown up as an American, we just don't have a grasp on what we do have. And it's mm-hmm. not only what we have access to, but... Most of us only speak English. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. And and there are thousands of languages around the world. Right. And, and so you guys really dig into that and study that. So share with us a little bit about what you guys know and, and, and what you know about how many languages there are and, mm-hmm. and how many of those have even any form of written scripture in their language. Yeah, it's a great, great question. So today... Uh, you know, linguists would say there are about 7,100 unique languages in the world. And as you mentioned, many speakers speak multiple languages. Mm-hmm. And one of the keys is what is the language that their mother spoke to them? We would call that the mother tongue language. Mm-hmm. What language do you speak of the dinner table when you're together as a family? 
And that's really the language that we more significantly understand and grasp spiritual things mm-hmm. as well. And so 7,100 languages in the world today, about 3,000 of those languages have no portion of the Bible, no scripture, no stories, mm-hmm. nothing in their language. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have this, this song that we know as kids, Jesus loves me, mm-hmm. this I know for the Bible tells me so. Yeah. Well, there are 3,000 languages in the world today where they don't have a Bible that tells them that that is so. Mm. That's pretty pretty significant. Now, on the good news, there are many happy translation things happening, uh, many or agencies working together to bring translations to uh, all these different language groups. And so, the uh, the language the translation groups are, are working toward a, a goal of twenty thirty three to have all languages uh, mm. started and translated mm-hmm. in languages. And uh, today we have about 650 full Bibles that are done today in, uh, in the written word, in the text. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's transition from that. That's the written text. And right. so what we're talking about with Devar, y'all focus more on the oral Correct. text. So let's talk about term orality. What does okay. that mean? Yeah. So let's kind of move that direction. In many ways, like we're having a conversation here today the um, the majority of people in our world today are oral preference learners, and so I use that word preference. You know, significantly. Mm-hmm. Think about your children mm-hmm. when they were born and growing up in their first four or five years of life. They're oral communicators. Mm-hmm. Mommy, daddy, I need right. fill in the blank. Uh, and so we come from an oral experience early in our lives, and some of us are very fortunate to have a literate complement to that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the world kind of holistically. While there is increasing literacy around the globe, there really is an innate sense in about 80% of the world's population Hmm. that they would prefer to learn and engage with content in an oral format. Just from my experience, and you've experienced this too, is many cultures and many people groups, they teach and pass on with stories. Right. right? They'll sit around, whether Mm -hmm. it's around a a meal or late at night, and they just tell the same stories Mm -hmm. over and over, those stories are repeated so many times that the children of the next generations are able to continue mm. to tell those stories. And I think as we reflect on our own lives and we think about the things we remember, there's usually a story mm-hmm. that goes with it. So storing the way God kind of orchestrated the brain, mm-hmm. there is a sense in which a story is more memorable yeah. to us. And so we find there are people groups who, as they begin to learn the Bible, they begin to learn it in story segments. So mm-hmm. call it 10 to 18 verses mm-hmm. where we might you know, think about Jesus telling a parable. That sure. was a story. Yeah. And so as they learn these stories, they can get uh, up to a couple hundred story sets. And I think some of us literate folks would be challenged to right. tell a couple hundred Bible stories back to back. Yeah. I love it. Well, that's what we were, you know, I was just thinking about the story that we started off with, having the van broken in the village in China. I've never seen that written down anywhere, but we have shared that story right. many times, and yeah. it's fun to uh-huh. share it. So, yeah, I can see where that being part of a, of a culture. Sure. Well, what does, uh, what, how does that affect what the work y'all are doing? So let, let's get into specifically what DeVar is doing as far as getting the word into these different people groups. And, and why is it so important? And you can weave in some stories, that'd be great, or you know, specifics of how, how you're doing. And so yeah, I'd love to hear it. Well, I think one of the first things I would mention is that there are translations that are happening where mm-hmm. the majority of the people group, or that language group, does not know how to read, hasn't been taught to read, may not even have a script mm-hmm. for their language. And so... Even if we're successful at getting them a text copy, mm-hmm. their inability to engage with it is you know, pretty high. Right. And so we would 
desire to have them be able to listen to it with a recording. So mm-hmm. that's really a, a key there. And we see uh, rejoicing at these ceremonies where the Bible is translated and the you text bet. are distributed. You There's bet. great rejoicing. Right. To complement that is the rejoicing of being able to hear it. Yeah. And, and, and engage with it in that fashion. No, it is, it is very complimentary. And that's another thing I don't think a lot of us are aware of is how many people around the world, they have a language, but there is no written form right. of it. And so what I'm hearing you say is the VAR is coming in and that gap that's there for people that don't have a written language, y'all can come in and fill that void with what you're doing. That's real key. I would say there are probably three buckets to think about when okay. it comes to orality. And, and, and specifically the Bible and how to get the Bible content to a, an oral preference learner. So you have translations that have been completed mm-hmm. and the texts are available. Mm-hmm. And so that's a simple recording experience where you go find a native speaker. Right. Typically, we like to try to stay near their village or near their geography mm-hmm. so that they don't lose their language, mm-hmm. accent, mm-hmm. Mod- modality. And so that's a essentially a backlog of recording. We have about 65 full Bibles recorded today. DeVar's done about 22 of those. Mm-hmm. There are 650 texts. So you've got a lot of backlog mm-hmm. to work on. And then you have these wonderful Bible translation agencies, kind of what I call bucket two, where their translations are kind of rolling along right now. And so there's an opportunity to join in with that mm-hmm. and launch new texts and recordings together. Yeah. So you've got backlog, you've got current effort, mm-hmm. and then a real... Uh, interesting concept right now is what if you have a language like you said with no text or no script Mm. and there are people who speak that language and some others but other languages may be oral themselves and so you actually have an oral to oral translation Mm. where there's no text involved no script at all Mm. and so that's what i call bucket number three okay and we're looking to find ways to help people help language groups and linguists record and check those uh, those languages. Oh, that's good. No, it helps a lot. It helps me a lot to understand the, the three bucket aspect of it. So, what are some things that Devar is doing currently? Uh, you know, some specifics behind what you just described. Yeah. So, we're working with the Bible societies the world mm-hmm. over to gain access to their texts, and so working on bucket one and working to record languages mm-hmm. that haven't been recorded yet. And really, the kind of the major thirty languages in the world have been recorded, so there mm-hmm. is access. Some of you may have version as an app. Mm-hmm. There is an opportunity to listen, and those languages are available mm-hmm. uh, today. Uh, and then second of all, we're working with the translation agencies to understand when they have new translations of either the New Testament or the full Bible available, and then joining in with them to record those uh, languages so that when they have a celebration and distribution, that it can go out both in text and recorded fashion. And then we're kind of scratching our heads and thinking a lot sure. about how to do the oral-to-oral piece. Right. Well. And that's that really is, is a, a real challenge because there's some academic work that needs to be done there. There's mm-hmm. some, how do you check it well? And mm-hmm. um, when you're a literate person, how do you view an oral expression? And are you doing it right? And so yeah. we're, we're working on that. So you've mentioned uh, celebration a couple of times. What's that look like when something, a work is completed and it's sent out? What's that look like in y'all's world? Yeah, so it's typically a trip to one of these geographies yeah. where yeah. that specific language is spoken. There's a lot of preparation goes together, a time of uh, reflecting on what the work has been done, talking with the people group about what they're going to receive, and then distributing to them both a printed text, typically, and uh, what we call an autobible, which is a solar-powered device that has an ability to play uh, typically to a group of between 10 and 20 
mm-hmm. people. And so there can be listening both as an individual but as a small group. And so a distribution of that. And then a lot of times there's dancing. And as you know, Kenny, I don't <laughs> dance. And so that's a, <laughs> pretty exciting for me to be around. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's a lot of fun to be a part of. Even if you're just a stand, you know, just standing over in a corner watching, that's totally cool. Well, we have experiences where people are weeping. They're oh, receiving yeah. God's word. They've been waiting for it for decades. Mm. Uh, there's dancing and celebration. There's a desire to not only engage with it as the individual, but to take it mm-hmm. to other people in their people group. Do y'all have any kind of feedback or statistics about like for every audio Bible, mm-hmm. like how many people it reaches, how many people hear it, or do you have a way to do that? We, we've observed mm-hmm. and done some feedback, and it's safe to say that each solar-powered device will probably have engagement over the course of the year between 50 and 500 people. Mm-hmm. So it, as each device goes out, as each recording is being able to be communicated, mm-hmm. we're seeing tens to hundreds of people being able to engage with it. Mm-hmm. For those listening that are wondering, what in the world is this audio device, solar powered? I'll have a, a you know a link to where they can get more information sure. on in the show notes for this podcast, but because it's very fascinating to to really see that kind of at least a picture of it. So, why is this so important for Devar to be in this work and to be involved with it? What, why do you think it's important? Yeah, I think it's important because as you know, you and I started out doing some Bible distribution projects Mm -hmm. and the joy of handing out the written text really infected, I think, both of us and Mm -hmm. and certainly me. And and as I reflected on it and learned about orality and the fact that 70, 80% of the world's population are oral preference learners, then I reflected on our our work, our distribution and Mm -hmm. even the funding of translations and how that work might only be 20 to 30% effective. Right. And so it really grabbed me to say, let's finish the picture and mm-hmm. make the full scripture accessible to both textual learners as well as oral learners. Mm-hmm. That's another uh, mission project that Brian and I have been involved with or were in the past. And it's, it's a fun story, too. But we would go to, to Thailand, a, a town, a beach resort town that was a kind of a you know, a destination place for Chinese, you know, mm-hmm. it's like going, it's like Americans going to Bahamas. That's the way I always see it. Yeah. And, and they would be there for on vacation or holiday or whatever. And here's these Americans there handing out Bible in their language, you know, Mandarin mm-hmm. Bibles. And the response that we saw over and over was very overwhelming. So I could see how that spurred your desire to, to really dig into this more. Right. And the picture, you know, I have in my mind, you may have the saying, was there was this rapid engagement, the opening of, mm-hmm. the, of the Bible in Mandarin, reading with it, reading right. it taking it back with them, seeing the joy on the bus yeah. you know, as they moved to the next yeah. spot they were going to go sightsee. And Absolutely. It was, it was amazing. Again, if you can't read or if it's not in your language, you can read and it's not in your language, right. and having it in an oral form you know, does complete that picture. Well, what's some other things that you'd like for us to know about what the work y'all are doing? Well, it's a, it's a long effort. You know, we're, mm-hmm. At the moment, we're recording about 15 full Bibles per mm-hmm. year. And so I talked earlier about that backlog of sure. roughly 600 mm-hmm. full Bible texts. And so you know that's a 30-year roadmap just to do right. backlog. But you have roughly 1,700 live translations going on today. Mm-hmm. And so the work is large and big. And uh, there have been faithful people with us. Uh, our friends at Faith Comes by Hearing, mm-hmm. they've been faithful to record the New Testament. 
we're trying to complement that in some cases where there isn't right. an Old Testament right. or where there's not even a full Bible, we would, would want to see that recorded. So there's a lot of work to do. A donation would be fantastic, and there are ways that mm-hmm. uh, our friends listening can, can do that. Uh, and prayer. Uh, we need to be uh, hearing from the Spirit about mm-hmm. what languages to do next. With that great backlog, right. you can imagine picking one is, is a challenge. Right. And so we want uh, to follow the Spirit and what to record. There's a collaboration going on, right? Yes. That helps kind of, like you say, decide, okay, what, which one are we going to move into next and stuff. And that's exciting. It is. And we're also looking for uh, ministry partners who are already mm-hmm. on the field, mm-hmm. already on the ground, engaged with a people group. That makes sense. So that we're not trying to build a distribution network. We want to build uh, the recording so that those who are already there mm-hmm. can benefit from that and engage with their people groups. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're just compelled by, you know, maybe it's a, just an eye-opening thought that there's that many people around the world that need access to, uh, you know, an oral form of the, of the scripture, and you just want to be a financial piece of this puzzle, then I want to encourage you to, to consider that. If you're someone that is on the field in, a, in an area around the world that it's like, you know, I've been looking for someone to partner with us to get this job done because you probably know you see it firsthand the need mm. then this is also an opportunity for you and, and then as you say absolutely the prayer uh, to uh, will go behind it and that the Holy Spirit leading you guys and others that are doing this work that's right to make the right steps yeah and, and to give people listening who kind of a, a sense for what it costs you know a full Bible text translation today runs you know about a million dollars order mm-hmm. of magnitude mm-hmm. and so that's a significant you know, contribution that's yeah. required. And for us to record a full Bible is now gotten below a hundred thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. for just about 10% of right. the cost for a full Bible translation, you can get it recorded right. and probably get five X the efficiency or five times yeah. as many people engaged. Mm-hmm. And so we're really looking to complement what our wonderful translation friends are doing mm-hmm. uh, in the full Bible for full Bibles. Well, I think more and more people here, English speakers, Americans can understand this because we're becoming more and more of an oral yeah. people too. You know, like to listen to the word, you know, or anything. And mm-hmm. so I think we can grasp that idea. Well, I appreciate being able to be with you, Kenny. It's yeah. just a, been a long time fun friendship and mm-hmm. just encourage those who are listening to, mm-hmm. to look into the world of orality. It really is a mm-hmm. very significant thing on our globe and stories telling that's just kind of a part of how god made us yeah and so we want and desire for those who are listening to join us in getting the word to oral learners absolutely thanks brian thank you i hope this interview with brian shed some light on the need to get god's word recorded into more languages as you heard the work before us is great even though we have many languages that can be recorded now Many, many others still need some work to be done before they are ready for recording. While the need for more uh, written work remains, recording God's Word in more heart languages will reach more of the world and can be done at a fraction of the cost. So what I want you to do is go to kennethacamp.com slash episode 39 and find the link to Defar Partners International. And please consider making a donation to support the work of orality. If you are a missionary or you work closely with a people group and think that they can benefit from a recording of the Bible or Bible stories in their own heart language, then please reach out to Devar. 
You can find their contact information also on that link that I just gave you. And most importantly, if you are a praying person, I hope this podcast compels you to fervently pray for the work that DeVar and other organizations like DeVar are doing in orality. What a joy to hear a person shout for joy, God speaks my language. That's what we want to hear all around the world. Again, thank you for joining me here at His Hands, His Feet.